Section 52 of Common Sense in the Household. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Piotr Natter. Common Sense in the Household, a Manual of Practical Housewifery by Marion Harland. Drinks. Coffee. Never buy the ground coffee put up in packages if you can get any other. The mere fact that after they have gone to the expense of the machinery and labor requisite for grinding it, the manufacturers can sell it cheaper per pound than grocers can the whole grains, roasted or raw, should convince any sensible person that it is adulterated with other and less expensive substances. Be that as it may, coffee loses its aroma so rapidly after it is ground that it is worth your while to buy it whole, either in small quantities freshly roasted or raw, and roasted yourself. Or stand by and see your respectable grocer grind what you have just bought. You can roast in a pan in the oven, stirring every few minutes, or in the same upon the top of the range. Stir often and roast quickly to a bright brown, not a dull black while still hot beat up the white of an egg with a tablespoonful of melted butter and stir up well with it this will tend to preserve the flavor grind just enough at a time for a single making to make coffee boiled one full coffee cup one half pint of ground coffee one quart of boiling water white of an egg and crushed shell of same one half cup of cold water to settle it Stir up the eggshell and the white beaten with the coffee, and a very little cold water, and mix gradually with the boiling water in the coffee boiler. Stir from the sides and top as it boils up. Boil pretty fast twelve minutes. Pour in the cold water and take from the fire, setting gently upon the hearth to settle. In five minutes pour it off carefully into your silver, china or Britannia coffee pot, which should be previously well scalded sent to table hot to make coffee without boiling there are so many patent coffee pots for this purpose and the directions sold with these are so minute that i need give that i need give only a few general rules here allow rather more coffee to a given quantity of water than if it were to be boiled and have it ground very fine put the coffee in the uppermost compartment pour on the water very slowly until the fine coffee is saturated then more rapidly the water should be boiling shut down the top and the coffee ought to be ready when it has gone through the double or treble set of strainers should it not be strong enough run it through again cafe au lait one pint very strong made coffee fresh and hot one pint boiling milk the coffee should be poured off the grounds through a fine strainer thin muslin is the best material into the table coffee pot add the milk and set the pot where it will keep hot for five minutes before pouring it out tea two teaspoonfuls of tea to one large cupful of boiling water scald the teapot well put in the tea and covering close set it on the stove or range one minute to warm Pour on enough boiling water to cover it well, and let it stand ten minutes to draw. Keep the lid of the pot shut, and set in a warm place, but do not let it boil. Fill up with as much boiling water as you will need, and send hot to the table, 
after pouring into a heated china or silver pot. The bane of tea in many households is unboiled water. It can never extract the flavor as it should, although it steep for hours. The kettle should not only steam, but bubble and puff in a hard boil before you add water from it to the tea leaves. Boiling after the tea is made injures the flavor either by deadening or making it rank and herby. The English custom of making tea upon the breakfast or tea table is fast gaining ground in America. It is at once the best and prettiest way of preparing the beverage. Chocolate Six tablespoonfuls grated chocolate to each pint of water. As much milk as you have water, sweeten to taste. Put on the water boiling hot. Rub the chocolate smooth in a little cold water and stir into the boiling water. Boil twenty minutes. Add the milk and boil ten minutes more, stirring frequently. You can sweeten upon the fire or in the cups. Cocoa nibs or shells. One quart of boiling water, two ounces of cocoa nibs, one quart fresh milk. Wet the shells or nibs up with a little cold water. Add to the boiling and cook one hour and a half. Strain, put in the milk, let it heat almost to boiling, and take from the fire. This is excellent for invalids. Prepared cocoa. One quart of water, boiling, two ounces prepared cocoa, baker's is best, one quart of milk. Make as you do chocolate, only boil nearly an hour before you add the milk, afterward heating almost to boiling sweeten to taste milk tea for children one pint fresh milk and the same of boiling water sweeten to taste raspberry royal four quarts ripe berries one quart best cider vinegar one pound white sugar one pint fine brandy put the berries in a stone jar pour the vinegar over them add the sugar and pound the berries to a paste with a wooden pestle or mash with a spoon. Let them stand in the sun for hours. Strain and squeeze out all the juice, and put in the brandy. Seal up in bottles, lay them on their sides in the cellar, and cover with sawdust. Stir two tablespoonfuls into a tumbler of ice water when you wish to use it. Raspberry vinegar. Put the raspberries into a stone vessel and mash them to pulp. Add cider vinegar, no spacious imitation, but the genuine article, enough to cover it well. Stand in the sun twelve hours, and all night in the cellar. Stir up well occasionally during this time. Strain and put as many fresh berries in the jar as you took out. Pour the strained vinegar over them. Mash and set in the sun all day. Strain a second time next day. To each quart of this juice allow one pint of water, four pounds of sugar, best white, for every three pints of this liquid, juice and water mingled. Place over a gentle fire and stir until the sugar is dissolved. Heat slowly to boiling, skimming off the scum, and as soon as it fairly boils, take off and strain. Bottle while warm, and seal the corks with sealing wax, or beeswax and rosin. A most refreshing and pleasant drink. Blackberry vinegar is made in the same manner as raspberry, allowing five and a half pounds of sugar to a three pints of juice and water. Blackberry cordial. One quart of blackberry juice, 
one pound white sugar, half an ounce of grated nutmeg, half an ounce of powdered cinnamon, one quarter of an ounce allspice, one quarter of an ounce cloves, one pint fest brandy. Tie the spices in thin muslin bag. Boil juice, sugar, and spices together fifteen minutes, skimming well. Add the brandy. Set aside in a closely covered vessel to cool. When perfectly cold, strain out the spices and bottle, sealing the corks. Elderberry wine. Eight quarts of berries, four quarts of boiling water poured over the berries. Let it stand twelve hours, stirring now and then. Strain well, pressing out all the juice. Add three pounds of sugar to four quarts of juice, one ounce powdered cinnamon, half an ounce powdered cloves. Boil five minutes and set away to ferment in a stone jar, with a cloth thrown lightly over it. When it has done fermenting, rack it off carefully, not to disturb the lees. Bottle and cork down well. Cranberry wine. Mash ripe berries to a pulp, put into a stone jar. Add one quart of water to two quarts of berries. Stir well and let it stand two days. Strain through a double flannel bag. Mash a second supply of berries, equal in quantity to the first, and cover with this liquid. Steep two days more. Strain. Add one pound of sugar for three quarts of liquor, and boil five minutes. Let in ferment in lightly covered jars, rack off, and bottle. This is said to be very good for scrofula. Strawberry wine. Three quarts of strawberries mashed and strained. To the juice, there should be about a quart, if the berries are ripe and fresh, add one quarter of water, one pound of sugar. Stir up well and ferment in a clean, sweet cask, leaving the bung out. When the working subsides, close tightly or rack off into bottles. This is said by those who have tasted it to be very good. Current wine. Pick, stem, mash, and strain the currants, which should be very ripe. To one quart of juice add three-quarter pound white sugar, half a pint of water. Stir all together long and well. Put into a clean cask, leaving out the bunk and covering the whole with a bit of lace or mosquito net. Let it ferment about four weeks, rack off when it is quite still, and bottle. Jamaica gingerbread. One bottle of Jamaica ginger extract, one ounce of cream tartar, six quarts of water, one pound of sugar. Stir until the sugar is melted. Then put in the grated peel of a lemon, and heat until blood warm. Add the tablespoonful of brewer's yeast. Stir well and bottle, wiring down the corks. It will be fit for use in four days. This is a refreshing and healthful beverage mixed with pounded ice in hot weather. Raisin wine. One pound of white sugar, two pounds of raisins seeded and chopped, one lemon, all the juice and half the grated peel, two gallons of boiling water. Put all into a stone jar and sit every day for a week. Strain them and bottle it. It will be fit for use in ten days. Lemonade or sherbet. Three lemons to a quart of water. Six tablespoonfuls of sugar. Par the yellow peel from the lemons and, unless you mean to use the sherbet immediately, leave it out. 
it gives a bitter taste to the sugar if left long in it slice and squeeze the lemons upon the sugar add a very little water and let them stand fifteen minutes then fill up with water ice well stir and pour out orangeade is made in the same manner substituting oranges for lemons strawberry sherbet delicious one quart of strawberries three pints of water one lemon the juice only one tablespoonful orange flower water three-quarter pound white sugar the strawberries should be fresh and ripe crush to a smooth paste add the rest of the ingredients except the sugar and let it stand three hours strain over the sugar squeezing the cloth hard stir until the sugar is dissolved strain again and set in ice for two hours or more before you use it regent's punch fine one pound of loaf sugar or rock candy one large cup of strong black tea made three wine glasses of brandy three wine glasses of rum one bottle of champagne two oranges juice only three lemons juice only one large lump of ice this receipt was given me by a gentleman of the old school a connoisseur in the matter of beverages as of cookery tell your readers he writes that better punch was never brewed i give receipt and message together roman punch three coffee cups of lemonade strong and sweet one glass of champagne one glass of rum two oranges juice only three eggs whites only well whipped one half of a pound of powdered sugar beaten into the stiffened whites you must ice abundantly or if you prefer freeze sherry cobbler several slices of pineapple cut in quarters a lemon sliced thin an orange sliced thin one half cup of powdered sugar one tumbler of sherry wine ice water pounded ice Take a wide mouth quart pitcher and lay the sliced fruit in order at the bottom, sprinkling sugar and pounded ice between the layers. Cover with sugar and ice and let all stand together five minutes. Add then two tumblers of water and all the sugar and stir well to dissolve this. Fill the pitcher nearly full of pounded ice, pour in the wine and stir up from the bottom until the ingredients are thoroughly mixed in pouring it out put a slice of each kind of fruit in each goblet before adding the liquid it is best sucked through a straw or glass tube nectar make as above substituting a little rose water for the pineapple and squeezing out the juice of the orange and lemon instead of putting in the slices sprinkle nutmeg on the top this forms a delicious and refreshing drink for invalids claret punch one bottle of claret a quarter the quantity of ice water two lemons sliced one half cup of powdered sugar cover the sliced lemon with sugar and let it stand ten minutes add the water stir hard for a whole minute and pour in the wine put pounded ice in each glass before filling with the mixture eggnog six eggs whites and yolks beaten separately and very stiff one quart of rich milk one half cup of sugar one half pint best brandy flavor with nutmeg stir the yolks into the milk with the sugar which should first be beaten with the yolks next comes the brandy lastly whip in the whites of three eggs 
cherry bounce four pounds of sour and the same quantity of sweet cherries two and a half pounds of white sugar one gallon of best whiskey crush the cherries to pieces by pounding in a deep wooden vessel with a smooth billet of wood beat hard enough to crack all the stones put into a deep stone jar mix in the sugar well and cover with the whiskey shake around briskly and turn into a demijohn cork tightly and let it stand a month shaking it every day and another month without touching it then strain off and bottle it is better a year than six months old if the maltese cross appears but seldom in the section devoted to drinks it is because most of my information respecting their manufacture is second-hand in my own family they are so little used except in sickness that i should not dare to teach others upon my own authority how to prepare them indeed the temptation i felt to omit many of them reminded me of a remark made introductory of preserves by one of the complete housewives who all five together drove me to the verge of an attack of congestion of the brain before i had been a housekeeper for a week said this judicious lady preserves of all kinds are expensive and indigestible and therefore poisonous therefore again i shall not give directions for their manufacture except to remark that barberries stewed in molasses are economical and a degree less hurtful than most others of that class of compounds then i reflected that i might upon the same principle exclude all receipts in which coconut is used because it is rank poison to me while a dear friend of mine would as soon touch arsenic as an egg a large majority of the beverages i have named are highly medicinal and deserve a place in the housekeeper's calendar on that account many so far from being hurtful are beneficial to a weak stomach or a system sufficiently under general debility none which contain alcohol in any shape should be used daily much less semi or tri-daily by a well person this principle reduced to practice would prove the preventative ounce which would cure all over the land the need for temperance societies and inebriate asylums End of section fifty two